interrogation of a hip-hop album where we take some of the culture's most beloved hip-hop albums put them on the stand see if they stood the test of time now let's see who we got on the stand today hold on 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 i have a motherfucking new album my debut so to say march 23rd this is one of the joints off there produced by my brother alchemist man hold on hold on Welcome to another episode of Rapid Order. I'm First Class Ranch. And I am Torian B. How's it going today, sir? I'm doing good, man. Um, did you listen to uh, Welcome to Collie Grove? Too? What is it? Collie um, Grove 2 or Welcome to Collie Grove? Welcome to Collie Grove, yeah. How do you feel about that new single? So I listened to the album, and I do like the album. Um, but I like the first one better than this one. Yeah, the first one is definitely better. Yeah. I just really enjoyed that like the, the the single that they have I'm like, all right, that was catchy. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, something I just I just think is dope. Like two chains actually can get Wayne in a in the in the studio yeah. for a project. Two maybe, times. Yeah, maybe Joel Santana needs to holler at two chains. I think as well, I don't want to hear anything Joel Santana has to get me on record. Until he until he has his teeth properly set. Yeah, well, I can't take him serious exactly. until he gets that like exactly. squared away. Uh, <laughs> did you see the Beyonce uh movie? Yes. I did. How did you feel about it? I like it a lot. It's, um, you know, it's funny. I was telling our friend Rob this, and he didn't take me serious that I went to go see it. And I'm like, why wouldn't you take me serious? Why why would you think that I don't want to see excellent showmanship on screen, on the big screen? Right. It was weird. That's that's crazy. Did you have silver? No, I didn't. I didn't commit to the whole thing. But I went to go see it. It was amazing. Um, I love. I love, you know, I'm obsessed with like behind the scenes type things yeah. and seeing things kind of how they go from the making up to like coming to fruition. So it was it was my type of shit. I like I like mm-hmm. all the behind the scenes stuff that, that I had to offer. Mm-hmm. And um the stage thing. Like that knowing was that it was three stages. Yeah. Right. And yeah, that they were constantly moving to yeah. city to city, like mm-hmm. three days ahead of of before they even got there. I think that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um I thought that it was really cool to to see like uh how much planning they did, like basically for that, for, like for that show, like that was four years of the making. Yeah, that was crazy. To yeah, me. like that, like you know, because you, you think about it, you be thinking like, oh, like this person like probably started doing pro- doing this process like this year or whatever, like that. Like now, nah, like that was four years in the making of planning, mm-hmm. vision boards, mood boards, mm-hmm. um, you know. And then, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> didn't Beyonce single handedly keep the steel business? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I read something about Arise, that. Like, I did see from, something from about I love how I always wanted to see how somebody that's so together like that, um, how she acts when shit goes like disarray. Mm-hmm. And um, do you remember the scene when like it went pitch black, like the lights went out or whatever? Yeah. And I thought that that was going to be her moment where she like goes nuts on her team. I, I think they edited it. But she was super, <laughs> yeah, well, maybe they did. But from what I, we saw... She was chilling. She I was like, like, she went back there like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> <laughs> she, she was chilling though from what we saw. Like, she was just like, 
She was like, oh, you think, you think I should put in another, like, um, outfit change? It was like, if you're going to do that, you need to do it now. And she was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And she went, changed, came out. It was just... But I guess her being a vet, she knows that these things that happen. That shit happens, yeah. So they're just like, all right, like, what what do I have time to do? Mm-hmm. Like, how, like, how long, you know? Because like, mm-hmm. she knows that they're going to, like, get it back up. And yeah. going to be, like, the other thing. So I, I'm assuming, like, that's her um, whole process behind it, which is pretty cool. Same. Um, oh, I want to talk to you about this shit. So I told you I was watching this, um, that uh, Leader World Behind movie. Yes. I finished it. Okay. Um, okay. You finished it, right? Yeah, the ending pissed me off. So the first time I saw it, but I, I unknowingly watched it. Sarah watched it while I was asleep. But I remember the ending. I was like, what the fuck is this? And then I was to the Joe Budden podcast. And on the Joe Budden podcast, like, Joe was highly upset about it. And he he was so mad about it, he spoiled the movie for people that didn't see it yet. So then I was like, all right, let me watch this again. And I watched it, and I'm going to tell you something, bro. That movie was great up until the very end. So I do feel, and I I hate Joe's, like, movie takes. His takes are annoying. But, because he, like, dismisses everything. Yeah, he does. He does. But um, for this particular movie, I just feel like there were a lot of buildups. Yeah. When nothing happened. Like the whole deer thing yeah. and the the um like them just staring at the deer and then that would be coupled with something completely different happening in like our B uh story with them about to get shot mm-hmm. and then you see the deers and you see and it's just like all right well what's happening and everything kind of just disperses. Yeah, I I feel like I think that a lot of filmmakers actually enjoy fans going on like the Reddit threads and like creating their own story yeah, because it keeps it keeps people talking yeah and i think and I, I don't know if it's purposely done but i think that they appreciate it because you know directors are like very artsy and like there's certain things where like this is supposed to be left up to the imagination but with this movie i think that they really really wanted to like get people get fans just talking about like and creating backstories mm-hmm. um for the characters because some people do that yeah like they create a a a, a, a prequel or a sequel to like what happens and how everything finishes off or whatever like that. Like remember, um, it, it, this movie, it was a bad robot movie, but I can't think of the name right now. So okay. I can't think of the name of the movie right now. But it was like one of those end of the world movies back in the two thousands that that came out. It was something something like Richfield, something Field. Can't mm-hmm. think. It's not coming to me right you now. You know, was in it? Yeah, no, I, it was like nobody. But JJ Abrams did it, but I can't think of the name right now. But it's one of those movies. Something Field. I just can't. Cloverfield. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm yeah, so I glad I got it. it. Yeah, remember Cloverfield? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like how people were like, oh, this is, I forgot, people were saying, alluding that this was the prequel to another movie or mm-hmm. like something other, like it was like, it lived in the same universe as other yeah, movies and shit a like lot that. Of different theories that yeah, so I think that like, that's something that like filmmakers like enjoy. Yeah, it can, it just keeps people talking and that's what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, I need more, I need Mahershal Ali to get more work in movies. I love Marshall Ali. He's, I do too. He's a, he seems he's somebody, like a very centered person. Yeah, like, yeah he's somebody yeah. I really look up to and admire, and I really, really hope that he, he does more stuff because I just enjoy the guy. I think, I mean, what is he at? He has two Oscars, right? Yeah, he does. Yeah, he has two. Yeah. I feel like it's at his, it's for his taking. But it's, it, he doesn't have a main actor, though. He, for both of them, it's supporting actor. Mm-hmm. I mean, so he needs two. He, two. He, yeah, he, yeah he, he does, but you would think that, right? But... The winning the main actor is like the one because like Denzel had the supporting actor, but people acted like he didn't win the Oscar. Mm, so uh, yeah, that's true. Because he had one for Glory. Glory. Yeah. yeah. So is because I was like, well, he has one. They were like, he don't got the Oscar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, that that makes sense. You had any um any theory about the ending? Because um for people that have seen it, like in yeah, spoiler know, alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. People that haven't seen it, the end of the you know we we go through this whole movie with this little girl that's in a family named Rose. She's like obsessed with friends. Mm-hmm. It's like her shit. And um in the middle of the movie, she's talking to her brother, and he's like, "Why the fuck do you like this show so much?" And she's like, "Oh, because it's like uh, they just make me happy." And he's like, "Yeah, but it's not real. Like it's not." You know, mm-hmm. um, but what do you think the ending means? Because at the end, she finally watches the end, the full end of the episode. Because the whole thing, she can't watch it because Wi-Fi is down, all this shit. Mm-hmm. Can't have access to it. And she finally sees how it ends. I think. Uh, <sighs> I think after that happens, I think chaos ensues and they all die. Yeah, I think like yeah, I think like every like like literally electricity starts coming out the ground, like <laughs> like frogs start raining out the sky, and like everything just everything bad that can happen happens, and they die. Like, yeah, because like, it left open so many different yeah. stories. Like we don't know anything about how it ended for them. Yeah, it, it got people like saying that they getting rid of their fucking uh, Teslas. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, fuck them cars. Yeah, man. that was crazy. But um, but yeah, that's all I had. We can. Let's get into this. So I say every single one of them. You know me, Big Body, aka Ronaldo Rodriguez. Uptown Boogie Down Body. Box Cutter Body. DFY Body. Bad Batch Body. That's why I turn that motherfucking shit on. I'm about to take you on a little trip in the fucking 80s. All right, cool. Let's do it. Um, so, I'm never getting into today from an artist that um, I have seen. I've been lucky enough to see live on multiple occasions. Um, this guy gives it his all every time he's on he the stage. Um, and when he was a lot heavier too, mm-hmm. he was he was still doing shit. He would be doing um, not backflips, but like he would do wrestling moves and shit mm-hmm. on, on stage. This dude can do it all, man. Top top notch chef, too. Yeah. I've been lucky enough to have some of his cooking in South by Southwest. Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we're talking about Action Bronson. Action Bronson released Mr. Wonderful in 2015 um, through Vice in Atlantic. Um, you know, capitalizing off the hype that he had that year and the year prior with his mixtape uh, Blue Chips. Um, this album. Was his second studio album, Sab Stories was the first one, but it didn't really feel like an album. Mm-hmm. So this one, people like to kind of rewrite history and say this is his first, this is his debut album. Um, you had some big singles on here. You had um, you had uh, Baby Blue, mm-hmm. Acting Crazy, which is one of the rare songs that 40 did that wasn't for Drake. Mm-hmm. Um, you had Terry, and you had Easy Rider, and four singles on his album. Um, and the push was there. Like, I felt the rollout of this album. Yeah. And I felt like I was part of it for very specific reasons. Um, right. What do you remember about this time frame? I mean, I like we kind of went through this time frame together. Yeah, we did. It was dope. We went to South by Southwest. I got Reggie to go with me to South by Southwest, and it was fucking great. Uh, I was working for my with my mentor, um, Album Miller. Shout out to Album. It was the Burn It Down group. Um, and we were in South by Southwest in Austin, Texas, and like the album had just came out and so all the promo for the project, like 
like in, in Texas, like we literally had to like go out, hand out posters, like do all that stuff because I was I was working, I was I was paid out, and he had like a huge like performance at like one of the uh, you know one of the areas, mm-hmm. and me and Reg kind of like got to like live with that album, like listen to it nonstop, and then see him perform it. And we got like promo from Big Body Best for FKB. Yeah. Like yeah. we got Big Body Best to like wear FKB merch and shit. Didn't he make like a video for us or yeah, something he made like a that? Video. Yeah, he made a video for us. Um Pro Master Flex was there, which was cool. Cause I remember when he was standing on the stage, he got a he was like he he was oh he opened for at for Bronson. And then Bronson walked up to him. I have the clip, I watch it all the time. He goes up to him and he says, This chain is heavy. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that shit. But I remember uh, what what stands out most to me about this project is like realizing how good of a rapper Action Bronson was. Like, I didn't, I, I didn't think he was a bad rapper. I didn't think he was a great rapper. Like I just didn't think, I just didn't, you know, I didn't think a lot about him. I just thought like, all right, this guy's animated, he's a character. But it was this was the project that made me like really respect him and his craft and like understand like that. He is like a top, like like one of the top MCs, like of his like you know class of rappers that he came out with, mm-hmm. and it also like I think uh maybe I'm wrong, but like this was like the first time I was like oh shit, cause I thought before this I want to say like to me like Alchemist always just worked like I was like, all right I know he did stuff with like the locks and Al- mm-hmm. Jericus and with and with uh my well with Prodigy, mm-hmm. but like I was like oh shit like he work works with like. Other people saw like Static, Selector, and Alchemist stood out a lot to me because like their production was so prominent on this album. Yeah. Like they kind of like you know kind of it was it was it was Static Selector, Alchemist, and what's the name of, of the um, Party Supplies? Yeah, Party Supplies. They pretty much rounded out the project. Like yeah. they they had like the, they handled like the heavy lifting mm-hmm. of the production, and I just thought about how good the production was for this project. Yeah. Yeah, no, the, the, you're right. The production on this project was crazy. Um, 88 Keys also has production on here um, for, for like one song mm-hmm. and Mark Ronson as well. But Yo, um, yeah. I got a boom pick with Mark Ronson. Why would he do? I feel like Mark Ronson, like he 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 got a lot of attention off of coming out through hip hop. and But then as soon as like he like kind of crossed over and like got other attention elsewhere, he abandoned hip hop. Mm. Like things just I like it was just weird, like you know, him and his sister. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. She used to be outside. Samantha Ron. Yeah. It, it was a, it was they're twins, it's two of them. I forgot yeah. the other one's name, but I know Samantha. Wasn't was she like day. dating Lindsay Lohan at one point? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, she was outside. Yeah, man. Two sets it was two of them. Mm-hmm. Well, I think one was signed to Rockefeller. <laughs> um, she was like a model for Rockefeller, I Something, think. Yeah, Dane signed her. Yeah. Wow, I forgot about that. But yeah, I feel like Mark Ronson, like he, like you remember he was he, he signed Wale, like mm-hmm. he was working with Amy Winehouse. But like, I feel like he was like he belonged, he was with us, mm-hmm. and then he wasn't with us no more. Yeah, same. You know, all of them just do little bids, and then they be out. It's yeah. like, all right, money's money's dried up. I'm going yeah. somewhere else. But the production that he did in the album was great. Yes, it was. Um, and I think great production has a lot to do with uh with Bronson's story. Like, and how he comes yeah. across in his music, you know, a lot of times he just be saying shit. Like, he's not saying nothing. He's not saying nothing that profound. Like, he's great, you know, but you know how, like, you can listen to, um, 
you listen to Nutmeg from, from Ghostface. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's not saying nothing yeah. on, on Nutmeg. But it sounds amazing. Uh-huh. Bronson pretty much modeled his whole career off of Nutmeg. You're going to get in trouble for that. But I will say this. You can tell that Ashton Bronson loved to read out loud in school. He talks very well. So, mm-hmm. like, because what he what he does well is, like, uh, on what song is it? On the album where he's sitting in on a plane and basically oh he basically describes uh I like I like in the attic. He basically just raps about like he's literally rapping about where he's at. He's on a plane flying first class and he's thinking about like what if I die? Like what like what like well, how people remember me, like what you know what I'm saying? Like Yeah. And like you could tell like he's just one of those people that like he's so well he's so well spoken. And such like a, a a good like a good conversation a good conversation of a of a guy that that's how he's able to rap and communicate. And some people can't do that. So that means like to me that's impressive because he can he can he can get in the booth anytime and just do whatever. And he's man, I, and I've been saying this forever. Like I I'll never forget the first time I saw Bronson. It was like it had to be maybe twenty. 20, yeah, I don't even remember what year that was. It had to be maybe 2013. Yeah, it was 2013. I saw Bronson at um, House of House of Vans in Brooklyn. Um, Complex had a thing there. And they had, I'm trying to think. I'm not sure if you were. But. I we went to a House of Vans. Yeah. So, like, if you did go with me, you remember, like, when you walk in, there, there was two stages. One stage had Action Bronson performing. And when he finishes performing a song, it goes black, and then you hear music behind you, and you turn around to see who the other performer was. And that's how that night was. Because it was two stages. Lights will go out, you turn around, oh shit, Danny Brown's performing. I was watching, just watching Danny Brown perform. Lights go out, you turn around. It was like a dope-ass concept, just like this. And it was food trucks, it was everything out there. But anyway, I first saw Bronson this night, and this dude walks out, with a steak dinner in a bag. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I just made this fucking steak dinner, but I'm not even hungry right now. And everybody's like, ah. And I'm like, what the fuck is this dude? And all right, so he comes. He just, He's like, yo, who wants this shit? And they're like, ah. And he like drops the bag in the crowd and they just going crazy mm-hmm. for it. And then he just starts rapping. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? And then he jumps out in the crowd. Everybody's like on him and he's rapping with the crowd. He's like got his camera out. Mm-hmm. It was just so interactive and like it was just a performance like I had never seen. And I went home that night and I downloaded the shows. Yeah. Um I just like I said, working with Alvon and like it and, and they, they were because uh Goliath Management, the management company with N Shady Records was managing them. Mm-hmm. And I just realized that like Action Bronson is like one of like the probably the most intriguing like people like ever like so as performances he's fucking throwing out TVs he's giving away TVs yeah yeah he gives away sneakers and that stuff was like at that. Terminal Five yeah like he's just like he's a huge wrestling fan he's a movie buff he's into like food like there's so many cool things about him mm-hmm. and I think that that's the reason why I'm like damn like I really love Action Bronson mm-hmm. like working and he also speaks. Directly to our demographic of yeah. like growing up watching wrestling, watching eighties kung fu movies, yeah. and the and album cover is inspired by Bloodsport. Bloodsport, yeah. So like 
Shit like that speaks very specific. Like, you got to really know about shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so digging into this album. Um, it kicks off with Brand New Car. Mm-hmm. Brand New Car is produced by Mark Ronson. Brand New Car. Yeah, and it's and it's one of those songs that I really like. It's one of those things that I like about Bronson because he um he messes up in the middle of the song. He messes <laughs> up in the middle of the song. He's like, ah, take it from the top. One, two, three. And and like he does that throughout his mm-hmm. career. Like even up until as recent as his NPR. Mm-hmm. He was rapping on his NPR and he fucked up. And he was like, yeah, nah, I can't do y'all like that. Yo, take it from the top. And they start like, they, mm-hmm. they the crowd gets hype and he's like, yo, fuck. Like, yeah, nah, take it from the top. And he does it over. Mm-hmm. Even at the end of this song, he fucked up and he was like, ah, mm-hmm. what the fuck? I'm embarrassed for yeah, myself. I'm embarrassed, yeah. <laughs> like, I think it's funny because I'm like, yo, is this like, like acting, is this a part of it? But it's really cool, right? Mm-hmm. And another thing I say, at South by Southwest, like, I have the footage. His breath control, like he raps live. He doesn't. He doesn't let like a track play. Like he yeah, raps live. No backtrack. He raps so well and, and hits every word for a man his size that smokes as much weed as he does and mm-hmm. eats as much as he does. His breath control pause is insane. <laughs> pause. Um. Yes, it is. And um, he's a he's a bigger guy, but his like the way he leans into that shit. Yeah. It, it's crazy. Um, so brand new car takes us into the rising with Big Body Bez, top produced five. by Static Selector. Top five shit talking. Man, all Big Body Bez, yo, I would take a whole album of him just shit talk. I think that was the plan at one point. Yeah, was yeah. for him to do something like that, but it never he never dropped. It. Yeah, man. Like I just like Big Body Bez is just one of those. Like he's because there there are there are uh, what what are they? They're Armenian. Mm-hmm. Like. Big Body Best is just one of those um, white guys. Albanian. Albanian, yeah. not Armenian. Albanian. Albanian people are like those white people that like I feel like black people don't fuck with. Like they, they don't call them crackers. Like they don't like they just like they just leave them be. Yeah, man. Like yeah, they just, just come they just come from a certain part of uh of the world where like they eat humans, I feel like and shit like that. Like, humans. <laughs> he said uh fuck with Albanians, bro. He said uh he said he said I get I get fly to fight. <laughs> yeah, come on. I get fly to fight. I get yeah. I get fresh to fight. Just caught a new fucking case, but it's all right though. I got this stupid motherfucking lawyer. He told me don't ever worry about that shit, body. I'll make that go away. <laughs> <laughs> now what's for lunch? I told him don't worry. I got the hookup. Anything you want. Crown fried on me. One through six only. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, big body. Oh, is man. that the one where he was like, uh, "Yo, you the type to go to go to go to jail and be crying, um, selling like a dumb bag of weed or some shit like that?" He says, "Nah, I think that's later on." Okay, on that's later on in the album. Yo, son, you know you might see my face stamped on a bag of dope. <laughs> <laughs> man, yo, that yo. Amazing. You know like you can't know? you don't you can't write shit like that down. Yeah, you know who talk shit like that? Sarah talk shit like that. See how bad <laughs> Sarah could talk shit like that. Sarah when Sarah got her back, she talks shit like that. That's crazy. She talks shit like Big Body Best. <laughs> Legendary. Um so yeah, so elsewhere on this album, um, what are some of your highlights? Um Terry, 
Oh, oh man. man, like it has like a nineties feel mm-hmm. to it, right? And it's just something where I'm just like, oh god, um, acting crazy, of course. Mm-hmm. And like I was like shocked because I was just like, damn, Drake could have this beat. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, City Boy Blues is something that I really, really enjoy because I'm a big yeah, yeah, I'm a, yeah, I'm a big '88 Keys fan. Mm-hmm. Um, Easy Rider, I really enjoy because it was memorable for me when I when we saw him perform live and he closed out performing yeah. that shit. Yeah. It was just really good. Um, Galactic Love is something I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. That beat is crazy. Yeah, and um, I light in the attic. That that I really like that shit. Like him yeah. just fucking rapping about fucking being on that plane, like telling that story was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I think um, this album has a very slept on like story. Like this, uh, like the the pocket of six, seven, eight, and nine mm-hmm. on this album is very instrumental. Like he leans into like he tells like a mute like a story. Like it's a musical. Yeah, from number six through nine. So, like, the story kicks off with Thug Love Story 2017, mm-hmm. the musical, where he has, like, this uh, this drug addict basically singing about a love loss, right, in the streets. And then the City Boy Blues, where he's coping with that loss, right? Mm-hmm. And then a, li- a light in the attic, where he's talking about that addiction, that that woman, or whatever, and still kind of yearning for this person. Baby Blue, he's over her, like, yo, fuck this bitch, <laughs> right? And this is when everybody really loved Chance. Yo, man. Yeah. I'm sorry, y'all. This was when everybody loved Chance. I championed the fuck out of Chance. This was 2015, and then 2016, Life of Pablo dropped, and people really loved Chance. Yeah, yeah, like a good, like, run. There were people that were saying that Chance was ghostwriting for Kanye. Yeah. You don't think he gave gave him some lines, though? Ultra that's how, yeah, that's how that's how Kanye. I mean, that's how Kanye works. He does work that way, and it's true. But I don't think so. I think I think like Kanye has his writers. Mm. I think like Malik Youssef, Side the Prince. Like I think like he has like his his core of people that are like writing for him and shit mm. like that. I think maybe like uh, nah, I don't think so. I don't think Chance writes. I don't know. I would I, I I I would like to uh get into Mike D's um case and get whatever whatever he has for good ass job though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember when Chance was like, yeah, I convinced Kanye to move back to Chicago. And everybody was like, oh. And Kim Kardashian was like, I think the fuck not. Yeah, and he was like, and he's going to drop good-ass jobs. And everybody was like, oh. Yeah, that was crazy. He he was better off. I think he had a better chance of getting good-ass jobs and moving him back to Chicago. Kim Kardashian was like, you fucking thug. Yeah. Imagine Kim Kardashian living in Chicago. Never. (laughs) Bruh. And this, not, not maybe, maybe, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe Kim Kardashian from like mm-hmm. 2006, but like Kim Kardashian now, no, she tells Kanye where to live. Yeah, <laughs> and no way she's living in Chicago, right? Um, anyway, so that was like a good, a very slept on run and very experimental on his part to kind of insert a musical in the middle of your fucking album. Sure. It's crazy, he's um, a jazzy dude, bro. Yeah, he is, he really is. Um, some of my standouts, though, I think you, you named some of them. Um, Terry is amazing. I, I read about like the making of Terry, and he said that uh, he said that Alf was appreciative of that song because it took him out of his producer slump. Wow! He felt like he, felt like he was in a slump or a funk, rather, and um, and he made Terry, and um, and then wow, Bronson went off on it. Yeah, Bronson went off on that, but. 
Acting Crazy was good. Like I said, it's just interesting that um that uh Drake is not rapping on this. I, I want I want Forty to do more beats for other people. Yeah, I, I, I want to hear other people on this. I production. agree, man. Like you know, we what well, we know, we know why. Why Drake is very possessive. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Not, that's not even like a shot. Like he is, he's very possessive. Like I think that's the sole reason why the weekend. I think the weekend saw that and was like, I'm not signing the OVO. Like what? Yeah, smart man. Yeah, very smart. Um, also, what else did I really like? Uh, falconry, falconry. Yeah, I really like that one too. Oh Big my god! Yeah, shout out to Mayhem Loren, man. Mm-hmm. Now Mayhem Loren is good people too. Actually, I gotta find it. Mayhem Loren actually did did a drop for FKB. Mm. He did a drop for FKB. Mayhem Loren was actually really good people. So when I met him through Albon, like he was actually like really nice, and um, he actually fucked with our logo and everything. I want to say he follows us too. That's oh, dope! Like, yeah, I gotta shout out to him, yo. Um, yeah, he had us a fly ass polo that day too. Oh my goodness, definitely a low life. Um, what else did I like on here? Oh, only in America is so eighties. So it's big eighties feel. Oh, only in America. Only Action Bronson could get away with this. Mm-hmm. Only this is such a white song. Mm-hmm. This is such a white, yeah, like proud such boy 80s, song, yeah. but it's good. <laughs> like you definitely want to scream America. Yeah. It really is, but it has like this swag to it. Like he swagged it out. Yeah, he did. It was like mm-hmm. it was like on some cool like biker shit. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. like Bronson is like I'm telling you, Bronson is that white that white badass that can fight, and you don't want to fuck with him. Yeah, like you know how you got some white people you don't mind beating their ass. Like Bronson, you don't want to fuck with him. Yeah, nah. he's cool. Yeah, he's cool. Um, also Galactic Love. It's like a little breather, like yeah. a breather, like a breather moment on this album. Fucking flow on that shit. Yeah. And I think um, he mentions his mom a lot on this album. He does. Like, just in and out of conversations with her. Even Galactic Love, like, he's like, yeah, how's your, I think it's Galactic Love. Well, he's like, how's your knee? How, how are you? You good? And she's like, yeah, my knee is doing this, blah, blah, blah. And he has, like, these little check-ins with her throughout mm-hmm. the album or mentions of her, which I thought was really nice. Um, but yeah, man, big moments on here. The passage is good because it leads right into Easy Rider. Yeah, and Easy Rider is like the closing to the play. Right. No, I, I think it was dope. Man. Yeah. Like I, I can just like I, I imagine him like let's say like he's on a stage and like this is the play. Like he gets on a, a stationary bike like how like Kanye did in Bound Two. Oh and yeah, I have, yeah, like, yeah. A big background going yeah. behind him as he's like. I can see him doing that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they, and they said it's the best hip hop NPR ever. Somebody said that. Uh, I, I, like whoever produced it said that it's the best hip hop NPR ever. I can't wait. <clears throat> um, okay, but yeah. So what? You, so we know some of the ones that you really, really like. Are there? Is there anything on this album that you don't fuck with? It's, I think it's like one song. Um, well, no. Yeah. I don't really have like a song that I'm just like not. Um, no. Yeah. No. Like I don't like I like you like it's it's not. It's not perfect, but it's just like I enjoy yeah. this shit. Like I just enjoy this album. It's interesting because yeah, I agree. There there isn't a song that I don't like on here. There's songs on here that I wouldn't listen to out of context. Like, Understood. Yeah, like I, I'm not just gonna put on a light in the attic. I need to listen to City Boy City Boy Blues before it. Right. 
or a thug love story before it. Like I, I gotta listen to that that whole that little part right there, which I think was very was done very purposely, like purposefully. Mm-hmm. You gotta listen to those songs to to carry it out. But um that's yeah, that's my only like critique of this. Like I sat with this album a lot. So I know it like the back of my hand. Um, especially from that time frame. And it carries over for the most part pretty well. Yeah. Um, so I don't think there's a song on here that I don't that that I would take away. Yeah, it's just hard, man. Like yeah. I just it's like I really was trying to like I was like, I was like, well, it's, I don't think it's a perfect album, but it's mm-hmm. just that it's a good it's, like he made an album for him that like a, like he he really stayed in a pocket for him that just really works. And like he yeah. had like step like he experimented, but like he experimented in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He did. And he just introduced like a whole different part of himself yeah. to, to other people that didn't know. Like Bronson is capable of so much mm-hmm. and we're still seeing that roll out from him to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, ready to get to ratings? Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready. Um, four out of five waffles. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I enjoy the project. I don't have anything that I dislike about the project. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it, it's, a, it's a good rap album. Yeah, especially in 2015. Yeah, exactly. Um, I actually agree with that rating. I'm, I'm gonna give it a four out of five. I think Bronson is just one of my favorite people, man. Like, <laughs> from from a rapping perspective, from a media perspective, like he has his cooking show. Mm-hmm. He could be a fucking wrestler if he wanted to. His bro. name is Action Bronson. Like, you bro. can do so much with that fucking name. I ain't gonna hold you, bro. Like, what? Like, pe- he could sell like, toys. Wrestler, like, what? Whatever wrestler that didn't think of that to make that their name failed at he can he can he sell succeeded. bro he can sell action figures yeah he can sell I don't know action why figures he hasn't easily done that yet, yeah he has like a cooking show he has a show he had a show where he would just get high watch TV and react with his homies yeah um yeah man he's doing he's doing it all I think he has like a has a he has his own wine or something coming yeah, out he does yeah. um yeah man he's he he's built on like he uh. He kind of prides himself on his taste and things. Yeah. And, he, um, he has great taste. Yeah, I trust him. Yeah, yeah. And um, he has a, he has a sneaker collab, mm-hmm. and yeah, he's doing all the things, man. I just want to see. I want to see more. He, what he, he does. only wears shorts. Yeah, he does. He does. Yeah. He lost a hell of a lot of weight. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. When I met Ashton Bronson, I didn't realize he was going to be like the height that he was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was very surprised. Remember we saw him at um at Dave Dash the cut the gallery at the Dave Dash. Yeah, Dame yeah Dame, Dame's gallery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where we, that's where we met him at. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, yeah, man. I like Bronson is one of those people that it feels a lot better to get into his music from the time that it came to fruition. Yeah. Like when you go to go revisit, I mean, when you go to visit it for the first time, it's hard to pinpoint what album to give somebody when you're introducing them to him mm. because I don't know. It's just. His catalog is like not all over the place, but it's hard to pinpoint what to give somebody. Yeah, I'm. I well, for me personally, um, I usually say uh, Blue Chip Seven Thousand, mm-hmm. or I say this project. Okay, okay. All right. Well, that's it. That's all I had, man. I think I that's think good. this is a solid project, and I think it's worth visiting for the first time or revisiting if you know if you were already an Action Bronson fan and you might have forgot about this one because. He's so far removed from this, I feel like. Um, but it's worth it's worth paying attention to. I'm First Class Reg. And I'm Torian B. And we are out of here, gang. Happy New Year. Happy fucking New Year. <laughs> <laughs>
Order in the court. Dun dun.